Well, good morning. Happy Sunday to you. I am still under the weather. My COVID turned into bronchitis, so please keep praying. In the meantime, I know that this isn't exactly the outfit you expected to see me in this morning, but I figured for several weeks in a row, y'all got to stay at home in your pajamas to worship, while a handful of us got dressed up in nice suits and clergy collars. So today we're flipping the tables. Thank you for getting dressed up and coming to worship. And thank you for allowing me to come in to the closest thing I have to call pajamas. In the meantime, if it upsets you, all I can do is ask for your forgiveness. Yes, that is my not-so-subtle transition to the sermon and the portion of the Lord's Prayer that really slaps us in the face. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Let us pray. Lord, you gave us this prayer you still give us this prayer. Give us the courage to pray with boldness. This part and every part of this glorious, heartfelt, emotional, life-changing, blessing prayer. We ask it in your holy name, your loving name, your gracious name. Amen. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Does anyone doubt that we have come to the hardest part of this prayer to pray? These few words remind us not that nothing less, that nothing less, is, is as impossible for us than this part of the prayer. Those few words remind us how very impossible it is for any of us to earn our place in the kingdom of God. Forgive us this day. Give us our daily bread. And today, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. Do you know anyone who can do that perfectly, who has done that every day of their life to perfection? The Bible makes it very clear right here that there are no unforgiving people in heaven. Refuse even once, even once to forgive and you're out. You've broken this part of the prayer. And as the Bible says, you break one part of the law, you've broken every part of the law. There are no unforgiving people in heaven. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive in the same exact measure to the same exact degree and we are 
all held to this impossible standard. Have you ever experienced this household miracle? There are only two people living in the parsonage, me and Sissy. So how is it that only two people can produce so many filled trash bags week after week? There's only two of us and there's a mountain of trash. It's a miracle. And it can get downright nasty and foul and stinky. Diapers from our grandson visiting, leftover chicken about to spoil, that, that remainder of the cantaloupe that was about to go bad and just didn't taste right. And I'm pretty sure strawberries are not supposed to be black and covered in some sort of white fuzz. Just two people and it can get R-A-N-K rank. The other day I watched Sissy gather the trash, grabbed all the bags that we had filled with a week's worth of living. She put them in the trash bin. She wheeled it down to the side of the road. And then she stood there for a moment looking at it. And then she dragged that bin back up to the house, pulled out all those trash bags, brought them back in the house. She decided she just couldn't part with it. All that filth, all that rot, all that decay. You'd look at her, if this really had happened, you'd look at her and say, you need help. But how many people every day walk in this world refusing to forgive, who live with that kind of emotional trash in their lives for decades, all that filth, all that rot, all that decay. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Anyone who prays this prayer seriously and who gets to this part of the prayer must feel doomed because there are no unforgiving people in heaven. There's no way around this. The requirement is absolute, and that's not all. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Just looking in the wrong direction can keep us from entering the kingdom of God. If any of us calls a brother or sister a fool, we are taking a grave risk. It can keep us from entering the kingdom of God. Not loving our enemies is more than enough to keep us from entering the kingdom of God. If anyone causes a little one to stumble, they aren't entering the kingdom of God. Doomed, doomed, doomed. Sissy and I have a friend 
who asks important questions. One of them is, is it worth my salvation? Think about that question for a minute. Do I really want to do this knowing it will thus dishonor God and my faith? Is it worth my salvation? Will this please God or will it break God's heart? Is it worth my salvation? Is what I'm about to do or not to do? Is it worth my salvation? Is it worth my salvation to break God's commandments? Is it worth my salvation to live selfishly instead of generously? Is it worth my salvation to use the gifts and talents God has given me for personal gain instead of using them to benefit and bless the church? Is it worth my salvation to pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done, but then not to live according to God's will, making our own decisions without any help from God at all? Is it worth our salvation to refuse to forgive anyone anything? Is it worth our salvation to pray this life-changing prayer every Sunday and yet not have it change our lives at all? And that is precisely a question, it, question isn't it? Because there are no unforgiving people in heaven. Someone said it so well. Well, inside the church, sin must be taken absolutely seriously. In the church, sin is not a, condo a con social condition, not a disease, not a product of the past. Here you cannot simply complain about sin, vote it out of office, legislate it out of existence, or 12-step it out of control. Sin must be killed, drowned, nailed to the cross, dealt with to death. And it has in Jesus Christ. So God, expand my mercy. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's a prayer begging God, expand my mercy. Help me to forgive willingly, joyfully, quickly, because that is how I want God to forgive me. Help me to forgive others in God-sized portions. Make me quick to forgive. I want to forgive fully. I want to forgive radically. I want to forgive repeatedly because that's how I want. That's how I need God to forgive me. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Another picture. Picture the story in your mind. 
the custodian comes to clean the sanctuary. But instead of finding Bibles just left out, sitting on the pews randomly, or finding bulletins covered in crayon drawings, this, call, this custodian, uh, let's call him Jesus, finds a worker's bitterness and not getting the promotion he expected. This custodian finds a sister's grudge tossed haphazardly on the floor and left there. On the opposite pew, profound anger at a spouse just sits there. The custodian keeps looking, just sitting there on the front row, a couple's jealousy that almost destroyed their relationship. Someone's guilt, someone's guilt sat forgotten in the corner. Pride, fear, doubt, and so much more cluttered the pews and floor of this sanctuary. Well, the, coast, the custodian went to work, swept it all up, the wounds, the hurts, and the custodian, you remember his name, don't you? Threw them all away. You see, the people had prayed. They had dared to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I wish I had more breath, but I pray this message is filled with the breath of God's Spirit and touches you in some way. It is a hard part of this prayer to pray, and yet, Praise God for the help of the Holy Spirit who makes all things possible. To God be the glory. Amen.